Welcome to Kentucky Horsepower, the official podcast of the Kentucky Automobile Dealers Association. Hello and good day, everyone. This is Jason Wilson, president of the Kentucky Auto Dealers Association. And today we are uh, very pleased to have Stuart Ferguson, managing partner of the Underwriters Group, a Higginbotham partner out of Louisville, Kentucky, and a good friend of our association. Stuart, how are you, sir? Well, greetings from Anchorage, Kentucky, just out, <laughs> out here next to Oldham County. Well, it's good to have you with us. I know you're uh, fresh off a successful outing at the KDA Golf Tournament, which you fared pretty well. So, uh, well, being a, it's unusual for me to be a D player, but uh, hats off <laughs> to my uh, my friends at the Montgomerys. Well, it sounds like sounds like you had a good team and and uh, had a good time out there. Well, we're pleased to have you on uh, Kentucky Horsepower Day, the official podcast of KDA. And uh, for those that aren't as familiar, I thought we would just start, Stuart. Why don't you explain this relationship a little bit between the KDA and ADMIC that has been in place for quite a while. There's a number of our members and dealers that you work with very closely. And uh, I thought I'd, I'd start with that and let you sort of explain that to our folks. Um, ADMIC's an insurance company. It's owned by the dealers directly. There's direct shareholding in it. Um, formed in 1979 by uh, comp has gone into crisis a number of times in this state. Uh, we've worked very closely with KADA and the legislative arm to get the laws passed and changed. The dealers have the unique legislative grassroots profile. Everybody's got that dealer in their, in their district. You know, generally somebody that's, that gives money and they pay attention. That mattered when we were going through comp reform. We would have the technical side, that side to say, write these words in this sentence, and it'll have right. this effect. Then turn that over to the lobbyists, the, you know, the state chamber, um, KADA, and others to carry the water and get that passed. And that's had material, material effects on our um, comp claims and in the payouts that have, that have uh, been, hap then been happening. Yeah, it's, so um, there. I will just say, you know, want uh, to, uh, you know, our board is uh, is Bob Hook Jr., mm -hmm. um, Kevin Collins, um, Bill Conway, Conway Eaton, mm -hmm. Dutch Ishmael, Bob Kane, and um, uh oh, um, I'll think of the uh, our <laughs> other our other good member, Mike Sanderson, who used to be yeah. a CFO at Swope, is a uh, gives us some excellent financial guidance as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's, it is an important partnership. And frankly, it's one of those things that to your point, uh, it's why it's so important that our dealer body remain and continue to be engaged and involved uh, with our legislators. So we can continue to build these relationships because at the end of the day, that's what carries legislation a lot of times that we're able to move forward with and really benefit our organization. So we appreciate the partnership. I know the dealers that are involved and engaged with you with through ADMIC uh, take it very seriously and uh, spend time ensuring that this program continues to thrive and move forward for uh, the dealers of Kentucky. So we thank you for that partnership. Um, Lots going on these last couple of years, obviously. Uh, so th that's quite the basic segue, obviously. But uh, let's talk a little bit about why return to work is important. Uh, would like to get your thoughts on that. It, this is real important, Jason. There's multipliers that if you don't return to the same job, your benefits double. If you don't return to work, they triple. Wow. And now we can have people... Um, if they're offered return to work and don't accept it, then you can end 
temporary total disability benefits. Okay. So it's an incentive to get people back to work. And people that come back to work, rather than sitting on the couch watching lawyer ads, um, generally have higher return to work and successful outcomes post-injury and uh, in treatment. So sure. um, there's a reason why you want people back to work. And, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, might not be the same thing they were doing, but, right. um, you know, people want to get back to, to what they were doing in, 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 in almost all, all cases. Right, right. Well, great point there and something that I don't know that everyone was aware of. So uh, important fact there as it relates to these multipliers. Well, and your experience mod is driven for three years based on your losses. Okay. So the effect, the effect that you return people to work, you are bending the curve and bringing down your experience mod, which brings down your overall cost on a four-year period. And it's really important. And I don't, it's not obvious. Right, right. No, appreciate you mentioning that for sure. Uh, look, I know you have a lot going on with, and, and with different partnerships you have. Uh, I know you're partnering with the Kentucky Employment Mutual uh, Insurance, uh, Kemi. Uh, what does that look like? Explain that uh, partnership, if you could, for our folks. All right. Kemi used to be the state fund. They're a competitive mm -hmm. market as well. They're the largest market share um, insurer of workers' compensation in, in Kentucky. We looked around with the board and said, how can we do better and the scale at which they buy things for such as uh, reinsurance or loss control or advertising was bigger than Admic. So we partnered up. We take a reinsurance from them. They front the, uh, the program, put out the, the primary policy, and then we take half of every loss back from yeah. them. But in doing that, significantly cut down the risk that we have and then also our, our expense ratio. Kimi just got reaffirmed as their A rating for my AM best. And okay. um, oddly, we didn't really think this all the way through, but it worked out pretty good. They pay a dividend and ADMIC separately pays a dividend. So we're getting double dividends for our yeah. members um, that are participating in ADMIC, which is really significant. I mean, you know, into the 20% plus 30%. Wow. Uh, reduction on people's, uh, you know, ultimate spend on their, their comp. Wow. So it is, uh, needless to say, it is a great time to get involved with ADMIC if you're not already, uh, as you all have um, really a nice, solid partnership that's uh, brought some additional benefits, uh, to your point, uh, to, to the dealers that are involved and uh, work with this program. So very positive development there, obviously. I want to say, you know, we also support uh, monetarily KADA, the dealers say, look, it's a soft way for you're uh, running this thing profitably, um, yep. put some money in to keep the operating costs down at the, the state association, yep. um, strong support on the board and, uh, you know, realize that that's how they're doing it. As we're getting interest rates going up, we've got a very strong balance sheet and uh, this thing will start spitting, spitting more cash out of, uh, um, uh, on the bottom line, just from our sure. investment portfolio. Sure. And I do appreciate you mentioning, short. I do appreciate you mentioning that. I mean, look, uh, for the folks that are watching, when we, when we talk about these partnerships that we have, these preferred partnerships, the things that we do and are able to do on, uh, on behalf of the dealers and our communication efforts and everything else simply can't happen without these sort of partnerships. For example, uh, Stewart's organization is always involved in our outings and events, 
uh, to include the upcoming district meetings, which I'd encourage you all to register for if you haven't already. We are going to be talking about um, uh, many things legislatively that will uh, be of interest to you there. So just a plug for the upcoming district meetings that I know you guys will be involved with, Stuart. We appreciate your all's uh, participation to help us put on a nice and informative event. Um, before we wrap up, you know, let's get any sort of additional comments and thoughts that you have that dealers should just be aware of in the general sense as it relates to the world that you're in, the things that you see, and uh, that dealers, if they're not thinking about it, at least it should be on the radar and some things they should be thinking about. I'll give you, I'll throw out one just is on cyber insurance, okay? Sure. Yeah. Um, really important. So a lot of people will say, you know, I outsource it, I go to the cloud. There's a thing called dependent business interruption. So okay. let's say one day the Amazon web services gets hacked or gets taken down. And you're like, yeah. well, all right, now I'm a dependent business and I got very little dependent business interruption coverage there. And all of a sudden you can't run your, uh, your FI or, um, you know, it, it, that, that, that's a, pro a real problem. And people sure. aren't, I don't think, looking through the nuances of saying, well, I've outsourced this, I'll be okay. Right. Um, there's some new cyber umbrellas that will cover cyber nation state terrorism. So if the Russians hack okay. us and uh, shut down everything, you know, most policies have a, a terrorism or nation state actor exclusion, and these cyber umbrellas are, are picking that up. I would look at that. And then I would just say, um, in, cl in closing on this, you got to have, you know, there, there's six things you got to have to get cyber insurance anymore. One okay. is a firewall. Okay, we all got that. Right. Second is multi-factor authentication. That yeah. is an ongoing process, starting to put it in. We're all seeing it more and more places. The new hot one is called endpoint detection response. And that is inside your firewall a program that scans to say, okay, this is unusual activity, shut that down until we can go look at and see what's going on there. So okay. it's, it's essentially once the hacker's in there, it's, in, it's a, another way to uh, do that and protects your privileged accounts okay. as well. So your IT director or somebody, you know, what, that's how you get control of the system. Sure. Um, the next is backups in an air gap or cloud. Um, an air gap means you're just physically taking a tape or something off that there's not a wire connected between the backups and your other systems. And I would say probably 95% of the stuff we see, they've gotten into the backup files too. Okay. And that's the way to prevent that. Okay. Um, callbacks on wire transfers. Yeah. You know, that's kind of basic 101 anymore, but you know what? It still happens. Still happens. Yeah. And then six is some training program that goes along for your employees every uh, you know quarter or six months to say, okay, do you recognize that this um, this uh, you know bill from the manufacturer actually ends in you know you know dot Iran or something? Right. Uh, right. Some some other you know uh, hostile uh, nation uh, actor or other or otherwise. Yeah, uh, for our members, uh, either listening to the podcast or watching, you may recall those that attended our uh, annual convention uh, in, in, in Florida, we had a former FBI agent speak to this very subject. And by, by the end of it, uh, people are debating on even keeping their smartphones anymore because it's, uh, it's some scary stuff out there for sure. So that is an important thing. And we're seeing more and more of these activities going on as it relates to these cyber attacks uh, really throughout the country. So I appreciate you mentioning that uh, for sure. It's, a, it's an important topic. And glad to really, you're able to help with that. There's some really good scans out there. It's a service and it tells you what open ports you have, which is a 
you know, for me, even my own company, I don't know what all that stuff is, right. but I know when they show it to me, I get send it down to my IT guys and they'll plug it up. Okay. Well, good. All, all good information. Before we wrap, Stuart, is there anything else you want to touch on or, or, or share with our folks uh, uh, today? You know, um, this legislative process so important. Don't forget to give to Cadet. It matters. And uh, be sure to support Cadet this year. Well, thank you. And uh, Stuart Ferguson, Managing Partner, Underwriters Group at Higginbotham. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We uh, appreciate your time, uh, your support, the partnership. It's really important, folks. And as I always say to our members, uh, do what you can to support the people that support us. They, they put their hearts into it. They mean what they say. They uh, do what they they uh, say they're going to do. Uh, these are quality people that we uh, bring to you. And uh, I'm happy to be in a partnership with you, Stuart. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Look for John Forsman, Dina Hauck, J.P. Lepping, and myself. Very good. We'll have their contact information provided with this email. And uh, thanks again, everybody. This will conclude this edition of Kentucky Horsepower. Till next time, we'll see you down the road. <laughs>